how you are in the world matters. Overwhelm is inevitable and optional. It's time to listen up and make it optional for you. Hello, this week's episode is not the episode I intended to record for you. This week's episode has come about by me needing a duvet day and what I learnt about taking a duvet day. So I don't know about you, but I've always found it really, really difficult to call in sick. I find it, I find it even now. I mean, I don't call in sick. I work for myself. So you could say, well, Heidi, it's easy for you. You don't have the shame of inconvenience everybody, of calling in sick and having to tell people what to do and call in with work and all of the horrible catching up when you come back. It's easy for you because you call the shots. You have your own hours. And I was thinking, yes, that's right. So therefore, it's much easier for me to take a duvet day, isn't it? Well, actually, no. I discovered that it hasn't been that easy for me to take a duvet day, which is why I'm celebrating my duvet day. I'm absolutely celebrating it. And this is why. During the time when I was working really hard in my teaching career, building a career that I loved, that was full of opportunity, that I felt gave me an opportunity to make the world a little bit better. I, even though I thought I was prioritising my health, because I was, I always, I like to geek out on health matters. So I was doing a lot of changing my diet and hacking my sleep and hacking my exercise program and meditating. And I was doing lots of really great things that did make a difference. But along the way, I lost my health, which is shocking, absolutely shocking. And I did all of the blaming, the blaming of the education system, the blaming of, you know, different managers and, you know, the blame, mainly the blaming of myself, actually. It's much easier to blame yourself, I think. I certainly find it that way. So along the way, something went wrong, very, very wrong. And I kind of knew it was happening and I thought I was dealing with it because I'm very good at dealing with stuff, sorting myself out and just getting on with it. I'm tough and resilient. I thought I had it covered. And it really shocked me what happened to me. So when I burnt out in a really unelegant way, well, I don't think you can burn out in an elegant way. It's full of shame and grief and pain. And it's just horrible. It's like, to me, I lost, it was like I'd lost some really essential part of myself. It was just a horrible, horrible, hideous time. And I hear people all the time saying, oh, yeah, I burnt out a few months ago. And, you know, I was really exhausted for a couple of months. And I think, yeah, that's not what I think of as that real burnout. When you actually burn out, that's a real crash. I I think that you're that when we consider that we're burning out and we recover and get on with it, I, that to me is the surfing with the verge of burnout. That's a different, that's part of it and it is burning out, but that's a really good course correction if you manage never to do it again. And I, I think I probably did that several times. Well, I know I did that several times until I, I just crashed and burnt out completely and every cell in my body was screaming at me to get out get out of teaching, prioritise yourself, start creating a life that works for you. And this was a tragedy because I'd worked incredibly hard. So I'd, I'd finished my degree while raising two children and then I'd converted to math. So I'd, you know, which is not psychology. So it's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of maths in psychology, but I'd had to pull out all the stops and do a certificate in maths as well. So 
you know, and then the teacher training and then there's the first year of teaching and then they keep promising you that it just gets better and it didn't get better. There are bits that got better, but because I'm a person who likes to live life to the full, I just took on more and more and more. And I'm grateful, really, truly grateful for all of those opportunities. But I found it increasingly impossible to look after myself properly. And I, I in the end, crashed and burnt. And this that's why I'm celebrating the fact that yesterday when I woke up and felt odd, I just thought, oh, I've just kind of gone back to sleep in the wrong part of my sleep cycle. And I've got up kind of in a sleepy state. I'll be all right in a minute. So I kind of I just got on with my day thinking I was going to be OK. And I was really struggling to really get going. And that's not like me. I'm a real <laughs> just get on with it. Just do it, do it, do it. So I started to to just notice, to really tune into my body even more, because tuning into my body is something that I recommend and that's how I live now. And I just started to pay more attention and I realised I really did not feel well. But it's that unwellness as opposed to something definite. So the problem is, is that when you say you don't feel well, the first question people ask you is what's wrong? And they mean that well because they're trying to be sympathetic or not. Not everybody does. But the problem with that is it's like you need a diagnosis. If you have an answer, so if you say, well, I've got food poisoning or something like that, then it's something obvious. And then people go, oh, that's terrible. You'll feel better in 24 hours. But if you feel unwell, so my non-specific unwellness this time and quite often actually was real lethargy, like I just was exhausted. I couldn't get going, but I wasn't exhausted as in I was tired. So it wasn't like I'd overdone something and I need it was recovery time. It was that horrid lethargy that you just can't shake off and dizziness and then some kind of vague sneezy type, nothing much. And some weird blisters on my hand, which I thought, what is that then? Is that some gardening? Because I'm always, you know, gardens do weird things to your hand. And I thought, well, maybe a spider bit me in the night. Maybe I've got like a spider bite that, you know, I was, my mind was desperate to find a, an, a diagnosis. And then my mind wanted to Google an answer and then have it all kind of sewn up nicely. So I'd say, I've got this wrong. I'm going to not be OK for this much. I'm going to do this about it. And then I get on with my work. And I found that I was watching that process. So I wasn't caught up in the process. I was slightly caught up in it. And then I realised I'm getting caught up in that normal response. Uh Uh-oh, my body's letting me down. I've got stuff to do. Oh. But that's not how I behave anymore. And that, that realising that is not how I behave anymore. That's what I'm celebrating. Because this time I stopped. I stopped. I went with it. I listened. Going outside did not make me feel better. Eating didn't make me feel better. Drinking didn't make me feel better. I didn't need any medicine. I needed to rest. I needed to let go and just listen to my body. And I did that. And I just watched the most hilariously bad miniseries, (laughs) which is funny in itself. But it's just that kind of sometimes, I don't know, I just needed to zone out. And yeah, I could have done something a little bit more nourishing. I could have done some sort of meditation thing or something but I didn't I just couldn't couldn't be bothered really what I needed was to be self-indulgent in a really lazy way and do something completely useless so that's a duvet day and that's what I did I snuggled up on the settee with my dogs I managed to eat 
you know, decent food. I drank plenty of water, so I looked after myself and I just stopped. I just let go and I watched what happened. And I still didn't feel great by the time my partner got home. I didn't feel terrible, you know, like I could have pushed myself. If I'd needed to record this podcast, would I have recorded it? Well, that was a question going on in my head. So the old me would have been who looked like I had all my stuff together in this really successful life. And I did have a very successful life and I have a very successful life now. This isn't about success. This is about better success. This is about not being pulled between my health and that essential part of me that's really connected to myself and meaningful work and the life that supports the lifestyle that I want. And that push-pull was constant when I was teaching, absolutely constant. It was always there, always there, always where I'm pushing myself too hard. And there were days when I didn't feel well and I went in sick. I went in with flu. I went in, I went in with all sorts of things. And because that was the expectation and it's in the expectation, I think, in a lot of workplaces, we go in when we're sick and it'll be really interesting after um, the pandemic finally goes away. If we stop this nonsense of going to work sick, I don't know what we do about the unwellness. I find this really interesting because there is a difference between being sick when you could pass it on to other people and just being unwell of really needing a duvet day. And I, I don't know how we deal with that in a way that supports businesses and public services and supports the individual to look after themselves. I don't know what the answer is. Do you know what? I'm just really, really grateful that I'm able to listen to my body now and say, I need to pause. I need some time out. And I'm really grateful for that because being an entrepreneur, there's no security, right? I don't get sick pay. So it takes actually it takes an enormous amount of courage for me to say, no, today I'm just going to pause. So, yeah, the whole podcast thing would have been interesting if the, if today had been yes, if yesterday had been today, you know what I mean? If this was the if I had not felt well enough today because I've just had my shower I'm just coming out for that 24 hours of and I'm able to record this podcast without it feeling like I shouldn't be that I'm breaking my rules of my new life where I, I look after myself I put myself first so yeah I don't know what would happen I'm curious as to what happened would I have dared to have not recorded one and to have just let down those lovely, lovely people who download it before I even publicise it and, and who I'm so grateful to. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I would hope that I would refuse or better still, I would have recorded it before and not at the last minute. So I don't know. That's an interesting question. And I like these questions. I like the way that I'm examining this, that I'm looking at it, that I'm able to observe myself going through this period and saying, you know, I I mean, I was fortunate in that yesterday there were no, um, I didn't have any clients booked in, so I wasn't letting anyone down. So it was easier. And if it had been a different day, that would have been hard. Would I have pushed myself to do um, the work that supported other people or not? But that wasn't the question. And I can only deal with one thing at once. So I am celebrating the fact that yesterday I realised I needed to pause. And I'm celebrating the fact that I'm actually feeling better. 
And I know I feel better quicker because I took that time and went with it. And I also recognised this fear that came up and used to come up all the time whenever I didn't feel well. If I go with it, I might I might have to have days out because actually it's a bit like, I mean, I don't have this now because I don't do this now. But when I was in my career, it was almost like, Taking one day sick was risky because all of the 10 previous days I hadn't taken off in the previous few months would kind of pile up on top. It's like like my body would just go, right, that's it. We're taking this time. You've given us permission. Now we're on it. Now you're going to feel really crap. Um, But I don't have that now because I do look after myself better. So now I'm able to take a duvet day, recover and feel better. That doesn't mean I haven't had to cancel other things and rearrange things. I have done, but I'm okay with that. So I'm grateful that even though I don't get sick pay, I have no security being an entrepreneur. You know, there's just not those, there's just not that backup. I don't have a team yet who could have taken over things for me. I do intend to start building one in the summer, which I'm really, really excited about. But then I might have been like, oh, no, I'm letting them down. It's interesting, isn't it? That not that wanting to keep everybody happy and putting other people first, I think, is part of the problem. I know it certainly was for me. And this prioritizing of myself and my health and just being able to say the fact that I'm the fact that I'm saying I had a duvet day and I'm grateful to myself and that I can see how far I've come because I'm celebrating that, that in itself is huge because I've you know, before I've had huge shame in kind of feeling like I'd failed because I wasn't well enough to go to work on on the rare occasion I did phone in sick. So I'm celebrating my duvet day and I'm telling you, because if you feel like I do, if you feel like you have to keep on pushing your body and you have to just keep going, please don't. Your health is so, so precious. And it's more than that. It's It's not just the damage to our health to our health we do when we push on through it's the disconnection with ourselves when we don't listen when we don't acknowledge that's that I think is a deeper problem because the body helps us Um, it's part of our internal navigation system it's part of our compass it's part of our how if you want to know how to get your life back and lift live really well the first thing you can do is just listen to your body you don't have to you don't have to do anything with it you know, acknowledging, oh, I really need a duvet day, but I'm not going to have one because I can't cope with the repercussions. Still acknowledge that you need a duvet day and that you're doing, you're not taking one with awareness. That is a huge, huge step, huge step. So if you're where I was, or if you used to be and you're not, so this is bringing up things that you recognize for yourself and how you look after yourself. Or if you're in a position where you look after other people, how easy or difficult is it for them to listen to their body, to really look after their health and stay connected to themselves? And I, the, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you don't, people being off sick does create pressure on everybody else, especially nowadays, because we just go for the bare minimum staff. So, yeah, I'm sharing this with you to celebrate for myself how far I've come and also to inspire you to dare to do the same. 
do find out more about my tiny huge life-changing practices please visit www.heidimark.co.uk